morning to all of you, those of you who are present and those of you who are with us from other places via our virtual presentation. We thank you for being here. You braved the possibility of bad weather, uh, but I think it's going to wait until this evening and kind of really mess us up. So uh, today we begin uh, uh, with uh, uh, right two, it's on page 355 in the Book of Common Prayer. Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open. All desires known and from you, no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest. And peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, Holy Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One, you alone are the Lord, you alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Father in heaven, who at the baptism of Jesus in the river Jordan, proclaimed him your beloved Son, and anointed him with the Holy Spirit, Grant that all who are baptized into his name may keep the covenant they have made and boldly confess him as Lord and Savior, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God in glory everlasting. Amen. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, 1 through 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. <clears throat> and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. He, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. This is the word of the Lord. Our psalm for the day is 29, Psalm 29. Let us read it by half verses, please. Ascribe to the Lord your God. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. I'm sorry, the God of glory thunders. The Lord is upon the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is a powerful voice. The voice of the Lord 
Lord is a voice of splendor. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedar trees. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf. And Lebanon like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord splits the flames of fire. The voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the oak trees writhe. And in the temple of the Lord, all are crying glory. The Lord sits enthroned above the flood. The Lord sits enthroned as king forevermore. The Lord shall give strength to his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our second reading is from Acts 19, 1-7. Now while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the interior regions and came to Ephesus, where he found some disciples. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? And they replied, No, we have not even heard there is a Holy Spirit. Then he said, And to what, what then were you baptized? And they answered, Into John's baptism. Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance, telling the people to believe in the one who was to come after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Altogether, there were about twelve of them. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Savior Jesus Christ, according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. John the Baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, The one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the Spirit descending like a dove on him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, the Beloved. With you I am well pleased. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. In the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. <laughs> Amen. 
the author Harriet Beecher Stowe, it's a great, great writer, and something happened to her at the age of 12. She says it was the greatest achievement she ever had. She was a student at Litchfield Academy, and her essay at that time was awarded the first prize, and it was read at the graduation of the class. And Father Lyman, who was the pastor of the local church, smiled proudly. She says she remembered that smile for the rest of her life. A father's smile, a mother's nod of approval. That's a tremendously powerful thing for a child. One of the deepest needs for a young person is to feel accepted, and loved, wanted, and appreciated. So Mark today tells us of something very powerful that happens. He does not use soft words. He says that the heavens were torn apart. Now, as I was driving over here today, the sun peeked out a little bit and I could just see it in between, but that was a soft, a beautiful thing. I wanted to stop and take a picture and send it back home to Nancy and say to her, there is no snow, I'm safe, look at this beautiful thing. You know, that's not what happened at the baptism. The heavens were torn apart. The Holy Spirit descends upon Jesus, and then the voice says, you are my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Imagine what a wonder-filled affirmation. In another gospel, the gospel of Luke, we hear that after baptism, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and man. Have you ever thought about Mary raising that kid? <laughs> Do you think she ever said something to him like, you're a bad boy? I doubt it. I do think, romantically as it is, that Mary had to, at times, correct him and guide him a little bit. And perhaps, Jesus, you know, you don't just kill somebody and then bring him back to life. <laughs> you know, and your finger is really not a gun. I don't think Mary saw Jesus as a bad boy, although, like I said, I'm sure that he tried her patience from time to time. We've all heard about the self-fulfilling prophecy. We seem to conform to the image that we have of ourselves, and that image does not come with us when we are born. That image begins to be built by the things we hear about ourselves from those that we love and respect and sometimes we're afraid of. If you're told that you're clumsy, you will act clumsy. Or if you're told you're very intelligent, you will act intelligent. Bad, unacceptable, unlovable, unworthy, we will act that way. Remember that great philosopher, Forrest Gump? <laughs> stupid is as stupid does. In the book Mistreated by Ron Lee Dunn, he talks about two children born three years apart, one in Eastern New York, one in a small town in Illinois. Both were altar boys and both helped the local priest in a small parish with the chalice. The story has it that at individual times, the children spilled the wine. 
The child in Eastern Europe was slapped by the priest and called names. And eventually he grew up to be an atheist and a communist. His name was Joseph Bros Tito, dictator of Yugoslavia, 1943 to 1980. What about the child in Illinois? The small town priest looked at the child tenderly, comforted the child, told him it would be okay. And he says, someday you will be a fine priest for God. And he grew up to be Bishop Fulton J. Sheen. The difference between how we treat people tends to set them in motion for the future. Two similar experiences, two radically different endings. We need to be loved, we need to be accepted and appreciated. We become what others tell us we will become. Tell the child he's good. Praise him or her for positive acts. Express your pride in him or her. They'll live up to that positive self-image. Pablo Picasso said rather immodestly, when I was a child, my mother said to me, if you become a soldier, you'll be a general. If you become a monk, you will end up as Pope. And he says, instead I became a painter and wound up as Picasso. Now, whether you appreciate Picasso or not, I don't do too much Picasso. You will have to admit, admit that he had a wise mother. We become the people that we're told we will become. So if people prophesy success to us, then excuse me, success will probably what we'll attain. Now, I personally had a, a rough step on my way to ordination. Uh, I seem to have written my exams, uh, the general ordination exams, the GOEs, or God's own exams, however you want to call it, <laughs> the way that I speak. Being from a foreign country, I learned to speak first and then to write. That was not what the chaplains needed to, to hear or to read that day. So I was delayed a year and asked to tutor a couple of subjects. And I was devastated, to be honest with you. And uh, I had stopped working the job. I was about to be ordained in three days and I was told no. So the first time that I set foot at St. John's in Dallas, which was my sponsoring parish, several people came to me and they said, we heard what happened. You will always be a priest to us. That affirmation told me, you better huck a buck and you better put yourself through this tutoring and get ordained and God willing, it was done. We all need somebody who believes in us, someone who sees us as we could be. For children to feel good about themselves, parents need to separate the children's deeds from their worth as human beings. It's who are we versus what we do. We all make mistakes. There's a difference between saying, Johnny, you did a bad thing versus Johnny, you're a bad boy. And we need to be aware of that. And here we take a cue from Jesus. We're all accepted, although we're sinners. This is what the cross is all about. This is what the people at the foot of the cross receive. The woman at the well 
was not an adulteress, but a person worth who had made adulterous moves. And Jesus made a dis very clear distinction between the two. We always say that God loves the sinner, not the sin. So we're talking about the most radical truth about God's love for us. He loves us the way we are. He separates us from our sins. He sees us as children first and foremost. Then he asks us to change what we do that is sinful. Some of us are not parents. Some of us are parents and grandparents. And just the other day, I couldn't believe it. I still don't believe it. But Nancy and I are great grandparents. I think they got the kid at Kmart. I don't know. <laughs> and as children, some of us bear scars from our own upbringing. Arturo Toscanini. Mm. Never knew if his mother loved him. He said he never heard her say that. Maybe in our lives there were those significant people that never said the things that we needed to hear. Somehow... Um, communicated to us that we were less than desirable and maybe we let ourselves down. We're coping with guilt, the fear of discovery. Am I really that kind of person or am I the person that I think I am? And we really don't want to deal with that. It's too much work and it's too painful. Or we have regret of having hurt someone else. Those are the things that I hope we bring to the altar and leave there. God's shoulders are much bigger than ours. And his love for us is much, much bigger than our love for ourselves. We can't change the past. We are the product of it. But you know what we can change is the future. At the foot of the cross, there is hope. Jesus separates our worth as children of God from our sins he looks at us with eyes full of forgiveness, renewal, and love. Eyes that see us as we are, not our sins. A child breaks a vase that's a family heirloom, never to be replaced again. And the mother comforts her in her tears. And she says, that day, I discovered that I was the family heirloom. We're God's treasure, the apple of his eye. And you know what? He is well pleased with us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Standing as we're able, let us affirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. We believe in one God, the Father the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. The God is not made, but one being with the Father, through him all things were made. For us and 
compassion, he came down from heaven. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate to the Virgin Mary and was made man. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We will go for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Continue with the prayers of the people. In peace, let us pray to the Lord, saying, Lord, have mercy. For the Holy Church of God, that it may be filled with truth and love, and be found without fault at the day of your coming, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the presiding bishop, for George our bishop, and for all bishops and other ministers, and for all the holy people of God, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who fear God and believe in you, Lord Christ, that our division may cease, and that all may be one as you and the Father are one, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the mission of the church, that in faithful witness it may preach the gospel to the ends of the earth, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace and world of the world, that a spirit of respect and forbearance may grow among nations and peoples, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those in positions of public trust, especially the President of the United States, Congress, Governor of Texas, and the mayors who are represented in our parish, that they may serve justice and promote the dignity and freedom of every person, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the poor, the persecuted, the sick, and all who suffer, for refugees, prisoners, and all who are in danger, that they may be relieved and protected, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For this congregation, that we may be delivered from hardness of heart and show forth your glory in all that we do and say, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have committed themselves to our prayers, for our families, friends, and neighbors, that being freed from anxiety, they may live in joy, peace, and health, especially those affected by COVID-19, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the first responders and the medical teams as they care for the ill, for the people who are in positions of public trust as they make decisions regarding the welfare of various communities, nations, and the world, and for those stricken with the virus and their families, may all those involved work together for the welfare of all, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, Lord, have mercy. We pray for God's healing for all affected by COVID, for grace and blessing on the vaccines and the treatments, 
we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all who have died in the communion of your church and those whose faith is known to you alone, that with all the saints they may have rest in that place that where is no pain or grief, but life eternal, we pray to you, O Lord. Lord, have mercy. Rejoicing in the fellowship of all the saints, let us commend ourselves and one another and all our life to Christ our Lord. Lord, have mercy. For yours is the majesty, O Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory, now and forever. Amen. Amen. We pray to you also for the forgiveness of our sins. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done, and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry, and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. Amen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And also with you. God's peace to all of you. <laughs>